February is Heart Month, a good time for us to take stock of our lifestyle and habits to make sure we're doing all we can to maintain the health of our hearts. Hello and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Thanks so much for joining me and for liking and subscribing. Unfortunately, heart disease still remains the number one cause of death in both men and women in this country. But here's some good news. There's a lot we can do to protect our hearts. Welcome to Burl Krinsky. She's the owner of Be Complete Corporate Wellness, and she is a registered dietitian, so she knows all about heart health. Thanks so much for joining us, Burl. You have five different areas you want to touch on. Tell us about it. Thanks, Robin. Yes, we're going to talk about sleep, screen time, self-care, nutrition, and exercise. We know a lot of those are related to heart health, but some of them we don't often think about. Let's start with sleep. Yeah, let's talk about something that we don't really think relates to our heart health, which is getting a good night's sleep. And usually when we think about sleep, we think of energy or lack of energy. And, and most adults need roughly seven to nine hours every night. However, only one in three U.S. adults say they get the recommended seven hours of sleep. And if you don't sleep that minimum seven hours a night, adults say they tend to have more health problems. It's pretty serious. The health problems can include things like a heart attack, depression, asthma, and it also can increase your risk for things like high blood pressure, obesity, and type 2 diabetes. It's really it's a big problem. And it's often underrated. It's one of those things we just sort of put off to the side. We, we know about diet, we know about exercise, but sleep is one of the major issues that can, can make a big difference in our health. Absolutely. And there's also a condition called sleep apnea, and that's when your airway gets blocked during sleep and you actually stop breathing during, during your rest. And this can lead to really serious health problems, for example, heart attack and stroke. And so taking care of yourself and really understanding how important sleep is, is hugely beneficial to your heart health and your overall health. What are some steps we can take, Burl? Sure. If you're not getting the recommended seven to nine hours, start small, you know, work your way up. I would suggest winding down. And what that means is you kind of figure out when you want to go to sleep, like let's say 10, 1030. So around 9, 930, you're starting to wind down. You're getting off of your phone. You are starting to relax a little bit, maybe listen to some soothing music. If you want extra benefit, you'd listen to a meditation, drink some chamomile herbal tea, and that's going to help your body to start to relax. And my biggest recommendation is to get off of your cell phone when you're getting ready for bed. And that kind of leads us into our next topic. Yes. Well, that's the blue light and that stimulates our brain. I know we know that, but it's a very hard thing for people to do. It's almost gotten to be a little bit of a phone dependency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that blue light is the stimulation of it, it suppresses melatonin. And so melatonin is what we need to get a good night's rest. And it makes it really hard to turn off our brain. When we are on our phone all the time, our brain is constantly being stimulated for, you know, for the good and the bad. And so it's really, really detrimental to our health. And, you know, I can talk about my friends, clients, 
Everyone is always on your phone, always scrolling, always looking at social media, and that negatively impacts our mental health. And so there's a really interesting statistic, and researchers looked at time on Facebook and happiness and depression, and they found that when we spend more time on Facebook, we're actually more at risk for higher depression and less happiness. No kidding. That's that's kind of you know shocking. That really affects people that way. But I can see why. It's it's a really difficult thing for people to break. Yeah, it's that social media perfectionism, and it's like the Instagram versus reality. And most of the time, it's not reality. It's filter. It's you know all kinds of things like hiding what people actually look like, and it's really really bad for our mental well being. Sure, nobody snaps a selfie like first thing in the morning, right? And post that. You never see that. <laughs> not not usually, not usually. Yeah. So what do we do? How do we really kind of break this almost addiction to our, our screens? You can work to reduce it. You can't eliminate it. That's impossible, but you can work to reduce it. One tried and true strategy is creating a screen-free time period in your week. That could be an afternoon, it could be just an hour. It could be the whole day. Usually when you do a screen-free slash social media free time, you do it on Sunday because you don't need to be checking your emails on Sunday, hopefully, and you can give yourself that break. Also, work to stop using your phone one to two hours before you go to bed because that the blue light and what you see on your phone is going to disrupt your sleep. So work towards stopping using your phone one to two hours before bed and consider cre creating a screen-free period in your week. I love that tip. And it kind of works hand in hand with, with the sleep, the screen time and the sleep. So let's talk about self-care. Self-care mm -hmm. is almost part of that as well, but many times people don't take time for themselves. It's it's true. And, and I want to really hit this point home Self-care is not selfish. When we practice self-care, we are more able to be there for the people that we care about. And so giving yourself just a little bit of self-care regularly, it's not just about you, but it's also about the people in your life. And it also improves our heart health. And so when we don't practice self-care, let's say we're, we're, quote, too busy, we're too stressed out, we don't have time, well, it, it makes us have higher blood pressure, we have less patience, we have more headaches, we have more stomach aches, and we also have trouble falling asleep. It also can promote unhealthy eating behaviors like binge eating and even more serious things like not going to the doctor to diagnose or help treat a disease. And self-care does not have to be hours and hours every day or every week. It can be as little as taking a 10-minute break and going for a walk. It can be simply giving yourself five or 10 minutes to just to sit there, not to do anything. It can be spending time with family and friends. Find something you like. And that just, mm -hmm. sometimes when you do something like that, time goes by so quickly. And mm -hmm. it's just such a fun thing. And it's almost a release of, of stress. It, it, it actually is. It really does help relieve stress. And it promotes um, positive hormones and it reduces negative hormones. So spending time with others is a proven strategy to feel better about yourself and also practice self-care. 
And so when you're thinking about your own self-care routine, again, I don't want anyone to be stressed out about, you know, trying any of these healthy behaviors, you know, start really, really small and build your way up. For example, 20 minutes, two times a week, and then build up from there. Yeah, you're not talking about a whole spa day. You're just talking about incorporating little things into your life because we are very busy and especially moms who work, I have to say, and, and dads, but <laughs> it's moms and it's it's stressful. And we're running here and running there. My mom and my kids are older now, but I remember when they were growing up, life was like a big blur, you know, going to work and picking them up and taking them to game. There's just so much. And it just seems like there's, no real time to squeeze in for yourself. But I hear what you're saying. And I think we all need to take that very seriously. If you don't take a little time for yourself, you're not going to show up as your best self and your healthiest self for your family. Yeah. I've I've seen it in some of my dearest friends who have, have little kids and they work full time. They have little kids. They take care of their home. They They do it all. And I have seen when they haven't given themselves self-care and I've seen them snap, you know, yell at their kids more likely, mm -hmm. not have enough patience. And then I've seen when they do give themselves self-care and they are happier and they're better moms. So it's so yeah. important. It really, really is. And you just show up for everybody better, your husband or your your significant other, your kids, your Work life, everything is improved when you take time for yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's go into then what is my kind of self-care, fitness and yes. staying physically active. And, you know, sometimes I hate to say the word exercise because people go, some people <laughs> exercise makes their skin crawl. But when you just say physical activity, that's such a better way to look at it. Just get your body moving in some way. Yeah, exercise is one of the biggest evidence-based ways to improve your heart health and improve your total person health. And the hardest part about exercising is making it a habit and just making it a routine. And so I always say something is better than nothing. If you only have five minutes, just five minutes, that's it. And just get up, move a little bit, go for a quick mini walk, do a couple stretches. Something is better than nothing. I had I read a study about a man who had never exercised, but he wanted to start exercising. So for 30 days, he drove to the gym. He got out of his car. He walked into the gym. He didn't actually exercise, but he wanted to get in the routine. Well, he walks, at least. <laughs> well, he walked into the gym and he wanted to get into the routine of going to the gym. So after the 30 days, he started to walk just a little bit on the treadmill. 10 minutes and then he built up to 20 and they built up to 30. And then lo and behold, I think he lost over two, over a hundred pounds. So wow. it was a huge change. And he started really small, just getting into the habit of going to the gym. That's so, an amazing study. And that's interesting to just develop the habit. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's all it is. It's just formulating that habit in our lives, but it doesn't have to be, I want to stress, it doesn't have to be going to a gym. Mm -mm. Oh, no, you can absolutely work out at home. You can go on YouTube and find a, a tremendous amount of helpful videos to practice yoga, Pilates, weight training, high intensity, stretching, all different, all different options for exercise. Absolutely. And then sometimes daily activities, first of all, walking, you know, is underrated. It's, it's a great thing to do. But daily activities, raking leaves, 
gardening, you know, just taking some time, even if you work in an office, maybe, you know, take the stairs. We all know that instead of the elevator, incorporating movement into your day, because we know sitting is the new smoking. Sitting Mm -hmm. is one of the worst things we can do for our bodies throughout the day. It's so important to get ourselves moving. Which is called non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is NEAT. And Mm -hmm. that is the calories that you burn from just doing things like a little bit of chores, a little bit of yard work, getting up and going to get the mail. So it's that little extra activity that can help also boost up your metabolism. Yep. I mean, it all adds up. I always say, you say something's better than nothing. I always Mm -hmm. say that as well, but I say it's money in the bank. (laughs) No matter what, it's worth your time and effort because that's probably the closest thing we have to the fountain of youth is physical fitness, physical activity. And sadly, a lot of people aren't physically active for the reasons, you know, they're busy and so forth. But if you just make a little bit of time, carve it out in your day, you feel better, you look better, you have more confidence. I can't even say enough about it. I've been doing it my whole life and I could never stop because it's such a great feeling. You know, it gives you such, you know, the endorphins and all of that. It just, it makes your life better. It really does. It does. I have to say. I agree. I personally like to dance and practice yoga at home. And I I still go to a gym, but when I can't go to the gym, I definitely like to do those additional things. Let's talk a little bit about diet and yes. Yeah. Some of the proven, I would say lifestyles that can benefit your heart and your overall health. And you know, what, what we eat is directly going to impact our heart health, but it doesn't have to be restrictive. And I, I really, I like to step away from the diet mentality and I like to focus on whole food programs. And so there's been a lot of research on the benefits of a plant-based or plant-focused eating plan for heart health and overall health. And what that means is you're reducing your intake of animal foods and you're adding more plants. Now, if you're a meat eater and you are eating meat every day, it might be too extreme to say you're going to go 100% plant-based. So what can you do? You can start by adding in one new vegetable every week. You can start by adding plant options into your meat. Like for example, let's say you're making meatballs or a meatloaf, add lentils into the meat so that you're still getting the texture and the flavor that you're used to, but you're giving yourself more nutrition with the addition of the plant-based option. And there's also been a lot of research on the Mediterranean diet, which I like to think of as the Mediterranean lifestyle. Yeah. And that that plan, they they have a good life. They have oil, vegetables, whole grains, beans, fish, little bit of pasta, little bit of wine, and they love walking and they also take naps. And people that follow this diet, well, they tend to live longer. They have lower incidence of heart disease and they're happier. (laughs) You know, I was fascinated. It's sort of like the lifestyle you're talking about with the blue zones, five areas in the world where people live longer than anywhere else. Loma Linda, California is the only one we have in the United States, but they're in Japan, they're in uh, Italy, all various places, Greece, very different cultures, different diets, but so many similarities as far as some of the things that they do. And a lot of it is a plant-based diet, connecting with others, getting getting sleep, making sure that you're physically active and part of your day, feeling useful. The Blue Zones to me is is really how we should live our lives. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing. 
It is. I, I agree. And I think taking aspects of what they have learned from the Blue Zones and bringing them into our day-to-day is really, really beneficial. Absolutely. I mean, we can all learn from them. And these folks aren't, it's not like they're trying to do that. It just was part of their lives. And and they end up regularly living in their 90s, over 100, and being healthy, being pretty healthy. They're doing what you're supposed to do without really even thinking about it, which is kind of amazing. So we need to really take a, a page from their book. And tell us what you do in your business with Be Complete. Oh, sure. Um, So we are a corporate wellness firm, and we focus on the pillars of well-being and help our clients and the employees at the companies learn and practice healthy living behaviors. And so we do everything from stress reduction, nutrition, movement, a little bit on financial well-being, preventative care. And it's super rewarding. I love it when we work with companies and we hear the employees say, I didn't think that I wanted to learn about this, or I didn't think that health would benefit me. And wow, I really enjoy this, and it's changed my life. That's fantastic. They came kicking and screaming into it. Oh, what is this program? And then it ended up that it actually helped them. So that they're the best people to help. And do you work in person, online? How do you do it? Uh, both, both. And so like, for example, today we're doing in-person chair massage sessions. We've also done some educational webinars. We do in-person cooking classes. We do ask a dietitian, both virtually and in-person, stress reduction workshops. So a whole host of different ways to learn about health and well-being. I love that. You're making your contribution to the world by helping people live healthier, Burl. And oh, where can people so find you? People can learn more about Be Complete at um, B-K-O-M-P-L-E-T-E dot com. A play on your initials, B-K, right? Burl Krinsky. All right. Thank you so much for joining us with some great information about heart health, but it's really about our overall health. All of these, all of these habits, all of these lifestyle changes make a difference in everything that we do. So thank you so much. Thank you, Robin. Burl Krinsky of Be Complete corporate wellness. And thank you for being with me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. I'd appreciate it if you give me a review and if you follow me so I can keep you updated on my most recent episode. Until next time, keep living well.